0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Hey, everyone. It is the Red Men Originals podcast. It is half time and... One of us was too stupid to book it off. So that's why Steve and Chris are currently enjoying their family. And we're here to talk about Liverpool. Um, it is me, it is Edel Smith joining us on the couches outside of a match day. I know. Get it,
3: boss. Um,
2: Clive Blocks and Dan Club as well in here with us uh, to discuss Liverpool 3, Forest 0. Uh, and then we've got some other bits and pieces to discuss. Um, which I'm gonna I'll have to judge the tone as we kind of get into it but obviously we've seen a lot of stuff kick around around um, the use of flags and banners and what have you around at Liverpool we're gonna talk a little bit about the club's response to that and then we're gonna talk about the the squad unity as well which looks to be at an all-time uh, high certainly at uh, highest we've seen it in a good year because hmm. it was fucking rubbish last year rubbish um, okay Liverpool 3 Forest nil. Errol Um Another win on the board, another
3: three points. Um, our most dominant performance of the season, do you think, up there? Um, it's definitely up there for me. I think it was a very professional performance from yesterday. I think it, was, it would have been so. You could have forgiven the lads for being really emotional yesterday and having their heads in all different places, and you know you could have understood that on a human level. But they was able to put a pin in that and then still go out and deliver on the pitches like ultra professionals and it kind of just reaffirmed where this current crop are at at this particular moment for me so I was made up I I didn't think Forrest was going to cause us any any problems in terms of kind of weighing us in and, and keeping us in for a long period. I knew that they would have moments. It was how we handled those moments. And if we was going to be switched on enough, and we really was, mate. There was there was, there was, there was, there was no player you could fault yesterday at all for any performances.
2: It was one of them games, Claude kind of said this, is that we can look at a run of fiction, go right, these are winnable games, but that's great. But you've then got to go and win them. and. So far, so good in that regard, and they've needed to be. You know, on Bias Footy, probably going to look at how the league table looks for all the top teams after 10 games uh, on the next show. But, you know, broadly speaking, we all know points haven't been getting dropped by other people, so you can't afford to take your foot off the gas. And I don't think Liverpool at any point went absolutely flat out against Forrest, but I also don't think at any point were they really under any threat of not winning that game.
0: Yeah, the the first half specifically was wave after wave after wave of pressure, or at least it felt like it. Uh, there was a little five-minute bit of frustration where we were a bit angry um and the players were a bit frustrated but the goal came after that little period of frustration and it came from a counter attack which we hadn't mm. been able to actually counter because we'd had so much pressure um and we'd had so much possession. Um and then there he tried to, you know, go up the other end um, kinda of get a breakaway and, and McAllister I thought had his best performance in a Liverpool shirt yesterday. Um he you know he, he won the ball high up the pitch. He had a really, really Really good first half um, won the ball high the pitch and set Moose Salah away and obviously Darwin Nunes um, makes, us, make the, makes the keeper make a save and Diego Jota smells danger anyway and after that first you saw us relax then because we knew that we've got the goal now Forrest you're going to have to at some point come out at us um, and even then we'll pick you off uh, and like like you know it, it was just a professional performance uh, the Reds got it done we didn't have to get out of second gear in that second half you could tell we we, we all wanted to be off that pitch they couldn't be bothered um, but Salah ultimately finishes it and is inevitable getting his his goal as well
2: Absolutely I, I think it's interesting because Chloe makes the point there that like oh, we've got the goal they need to come out at us now mm-hmm. they never did and yeah. you know, their game plan was just hope that we sucked, we got sucked in enough that they could stick one over the top. At no point did we fall for that, Dan. And even to the point of like, by the end of it, you know, they brought Tyro on at the end, mm. and he, he did not. And even he was scared of like of getting stuck in. It felt like a particularly two nil. They were like, well, we're not going to go Gungo on this one because we're just going to get absolutely yeah. smacked. So both teams. I mean, there was a point. In fact was it, what, was it? Was it? Was it this game was it midweek with the with the whistle blew? It was midweek, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, I, like if someone a bone whistle on 70 in this one I honestly think everyone would have gone oh, yeah, oh, she
1: she enough. She, yeah yeah. you've got to beat your hand off at that point I think <laughs> to get off the pitch because like, you're right they, I think he knew it was interesting when they came out for the second half the camera the TV camera sort of panned on Cooper and his assistant and they were discussing and I thought to myself at the time I thought they must be thinking we got nothing we got no way of hurting this Liverpool team because you're right they obviously they came with a game plan which is 5-4-1 get a langer, the fastest man on the pitch that they own get him highest and get him thrown in behind and we'll go for a long ball but it wasn't working because our offside draft was so effective one time they got him in and he had a shot on goal turned out he was about four yards offside so they had no answer to what we were doing even if he did go physical with a one E. we got Canarte and Virgil van Dijk there and the Virgil van Dijk by the way was absolutely imperious he was like nothing was even when he did Sort of half looked like they got a langer in. He was just putting on the afterburners and going, Yeah, not a chance, my mate. So they didn't have anything, any weapon. And it's interesting because that's far removed from playing against Forrest last season because they caused us a whole manner of problems home and away because we only just scraped the Anfield game 3-2 and it was a really sort of hair and scare him. long throws were causing us issues everything they did was causing problems but yesterday it was like whatever you throw at us we've got an answer for and we're going to hurt you the other way as well so I don't know and it's not really sort of a criticism of Forest necessarily because that should be the case yeah. but it just shows you how far removed we are and it's night and
2: day like I said to you yesterday from our problems last year to where we're at now I'll stick with you on the Van Dyke stuff because I totally agree I, I think um, I think it was Sam Maguire posted an article this week in the headline was on the lines of he's not a cheat code anymore mm. but say he's still the best he's still the best of the best and that was exactly what it was I, I really enjoyed the Virgil Van Dyke that engages mm. that's got a bit of Firing his belly and a bit of a point to prove, and look, going up against Anthony Langers alone, centre four is not going to be the hardest afternoon yep. football. But actually, to the by, by the end, you know, Oweni is meant to come on and be be really a bully yeah. and he goes no he goes nowhere near him because again Virgil was just in such good form. He
1: doesn't yeah. want to smoke. <laughs> no, and, and he's not and that's what Virgil van Dyke has done to anyone and everyone. We've seen some of the very best attackers in world football get close to Virgil van Dyke and go, Oh I'm well, not this then, you know what I mean? I'm not winning that and they have a shot from thirty five yards of Speckers have one because Toro Martinez is still running yeah. the exactly. other yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> at the time he was banging in goals for fun <laughs> yeah. in being A and his champions league record was ridiculous but then he gets near Van Dyke and he goes oh, well that's the I end guess, of this yeah. Um we're seeing that again yesterday like even Elanga, and it's interesting because last season I said this to Evel yesterday like teams came to Anfield and they thought we give him a bloody nose we'll see what happens Forrest just got there and went well, well I don't know what we do here you know what I mean and so much of that was down to the likes of Van Dijk just just flexing his muscles again and saying I've heard all the talk about all the other centre-halves Van de Ven, Romero you know people like that Ruben Diaz etc etc watch what I can do and we're seeing that more and more from Van Dijk now and I think yesterday personally with probably his best performance. You mentioned sort of our most dominant performance. I certainly think it was his. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of also his our most mature performance mm-hmm. and I think it was a performance of sort of a bit of a statement because if people aren't talking about us as a series contender, with Van Dijk at his best, with, a, with Mohamed Salah doing what Mohamed Salah does and the engine room
2: purring again, we have got to be in that conversation. He's he's just brilliant at football yeah. and, he's, and he is, as mentioned, he's still a physical specimen yeah. and there is a little bit of that where I wonder last year, you know, obviously... Inevitably, he came back from the injury and we were all a bit taken aback by how much football he ends up playing. Last season was a bit of a knock on, and he even said it himself, you know what I mean? He played too much prior to that. Maybe he wasn't ready for it. And it looks like he trusts his body again. So actually, because this is the thing about being the man at the top of the mountain, being the king, you don't want to embarrass yourself. You don't want it, you know, to try and not be there and get made a fool of. It actually looks like he's, yeah, he backs himself. He's looking to go, I can go and I can
3: go and push myself because I know I actually got the reserves. I've got it, yeah. And it was a timely reminder for us, and not just as Liverpool fans, but for wider football fans in the Premier League that, you know, write him off. That's Use write him off because yeah. we know what we've got in Virgil van Dijk and I, I've I've likened it in, in, in recent weeks to when he was at his best if you're playing FIFA you're talking he was a 91, 92 plus centre back do you know what, <laughs> what I mean when you'd get him in your ultimate team he was. In the season after his injury he came and we went on to do amazing things we went on we was basically in it till the last day of everything mm-hmm. He probably drops his his level, which is again a ridiculous level. He probably drops it to an 87, but 87 still shits on all of the other centre backs in the league on their best day anyway. And and now it's like, as you said, then he trusts his body. There was a period last year where like I genuinely thought as he got one eye on the World Cup. Is he trying to yeah. hold some? And I, do you know what? You can't really blame him. He's never represented his, his country at international. He but, gave up the Euros to to, re, to rehabilitate it, himself yeah. properly as well, didn't he? Exactly. So it's like you've sacrificed so much already. Here's an opportunity for for you to go and go on to the World Cup. You just want to make sure that you fit. You seen what happened to Jeannie. That would have probably sent shivers up a spine. He probably yeah. thought, you know what? And all those things, even if that takes five to ten percent off what you're capable of when we've seen the very best, we noticed that difference in his performances. Whereas now 12 months on from that, you're right, mate, 100%. He trusts his body again. So he's happy to do the things in the past where he would probably shepherd somebody, or he'd try and stand off and you might say, and he might look on an awkward angle, and we're thinking, that's not really Virgil van Dijk. Now he's back to being exactly what he was, what we what we knew we was always gonna get from him. And he's just, he looks, especially with the, the leadership role, he, he mentioned earlier about um, the huddles, mm-hmm. and then bringing those things back, and bringing them back into, obviously, from the Celtics days, I and mean, he wants that with, with Liverpool Football Club now that he's a captain you've won everything as a a player with us, great, but what do you want your captaincy, what do you want that legacy to look like? And how you can't just coast, Henderson couldn't coast just Mm -hmm. being a captain for us. Some parts of his game had to go up some sort of level in order to not only warrant the respect of the team, but the respect of the wider fan base. Virgil van Dijk's got a new challenge in that sense, because from a player's perspective he's won pfas he's won players of the year he's won competitions he's got all the accolades he's got the team honours. but now as a captain you've got a fresh start to kind of create a new extra legacy for yourself and i think this was what as dan was saying is the was his best performance in doing that but again i think that could be the standard bearer for him going forward now to say well this is the level that i am back to performing at and i want to maintain that because if i'm at that level I'm the type of player that can drag other players up to play up to I, the next I level. I think that's, especially in that
2: defensive line. I think that's really important again, and the captaincy is a big part of it. Look, Jordan Henderson's been at Liverpool with Liverpool for what eleven years, twelve years, whatever. Prior prior to that, he wasn't the not the physical specimen of Van Dijk he wasn't the the supreme it's just a, a god tier footballer yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, ultimately you know. with Van Dijk um, but sometimes you get with that is that you do just you, you know I'm so good you, you can get by on your order or get back on just mm. moving it around you don't have to go flat out you don't have to test yourself on a daily basis whereas you know Liverpool's skip of the benchmark has been set on what, H- what Henderson did there but also Chloe you know there's a bunch of new lads coming into the team everyone's pulling in the same direction everyone's running harder running longer running as fast as they can for as long as they can and um, Van Dijk to a degree he's got the captain's armband now I'm glad to see it's affecting him but it's affecting him in a, in a positive way it's making him pull his weight a little bit more because let's be honest he could just be the Virgil van Dijk of the last five years and you'll just see it start to drip away I'm a real. little bit but I like the idea of him stepping up to the mantle is it a bit of fighting against the dying of the light I don't know I think it's probably too soon for that but I just think in a, in a club, at a club where everyone is expected to wear that absolute bollocks off, seeing your captain, who's also the best centre half of his gener- of a generation, also do the running. I agree with Edel, it, it does. It sets a brilliant example for all the players in the squad.
0: It does, and actually, if you go back to when we had to pick a new captain, I think a lot of us would have said Virgil Van Dijk is not my style of captain, um, and I, I was one of them. I turned around and said, "No, I, I want someone who screams. I want someone who, I don't want the best player on the foot." Ball pitch to be a captain you shouldn't have that um, but you've got the mixture of Liverpool having so many good players and Virgil van Dijk just being one of them um, and I do think his captaincy has taken him to a new level it, he, he has so much responsibility now he floated about a pitch knowing that he was the man and that he was the best um, and now it's more like no actually I, I want everyone else to be on my level I want to win things um, and also he's the captain's armband for Liverpool it's an unbelievable honour like he's literally you are the captain of Liverpool look at the captains of Liverpool the previous captains they've lived up to expectations and the thing about Jordan Henderson was he wasn't the best footballer on the pitch he wasn't but he did everything else that made him an exceptional captain for Liverpool Football Club now you've got someone who's unbelievable on the pitch and his leadership skills are coming Mm -hmm. through you saw it with the huddles but you saw it yesterday when Diego Jota went to pick up Luis Diaz. Top. Virgil van Dijk walked over with his arms around about three players and they were all clapping. And it was that it's the, it's the, the solidarity, it's the we're one. And if someone wants to come for any of my players, they're gonna come for me first because I'm gonna stand up for every single one of them. Um and I love that. I, I love the fact that I think he's gone he, he can go to back to that level where he was, um, because like you mentioned, he was absolutely brilliant, and even now, like I've not seen that that pace from Van Dijk in a while I'm not. Mm. S- sometimes he's just not cared to do it it looks like but he was bullying people it was in the second half and I think they had one down the cop ends and the lad goes to get past them Virgil van Dijk just shoves mm. him out the way and the cop laugh the cop physically laugh because it's yeah that's Virgil van Dyke lad no you're up against um, and to get that order back would be boss as well because he is one of the best centre backs I've ever seen do
3: you think that's a bit of a masterstroke from cop there in a way to be like how do I incentivize this lad to get back to his yeah. peak best? Because he's done it all, he's he's won it all. I, I can ask him to train harder and all those things, but if there's something that's gonna drive him on and spare him forward, adding that armband and everything that comes with it.
2: I think that's a really interesting idea because like Salah could have had it. Yeah. Do you, you know know what mean? could have given give it, it to Salah? But do you get more from Salah? I don't think you do. No, you know, Salah's just like that. And again, it's this is just a bit of a this is a bit of a style issue. Sometimes, you know, of like that's that's how Van Dijk carries himself. But I like the idea of him having picking up, you know, chopping a bit of wood for the team every now and yeah, again. Yeah. The Salah was, Salah does that. You know, but I, in how Virgil plays, there aren't many situations oh, where he has to kind of fire fight too much. He's got his other guy doing that for him. But he looks like he's actually relishing. It's like it's funny, but I see it with so many Liverpool's coaching staff. Like we had John Achterberg in here a, a year or two. Ago and like he stayed dead late he's having a chat with us about all kinds of stuff, and and then he like bounded off across the car park to his car because he had to come on the rest of the day. But he's just one of those people who's got a spring in his step, he loves his loving his life, loving his role. They're all like that. And Virgil, actually, you wouldn't necessarily associate him with that, but actually, you know, it's like so someone said to him. There's not many years left of this, mate. So you know, go and pour it out. Go and enjoy. Go go and give what you can at the highest level. And if the armband's helping him get that, then mm-hmm. that that's you know, cop's never really. I don't think he's ever really valued the armband in a in a in a massive way. He's put it on all kinds of different yeah. people. Um, but if he's tactically put that on Van Dyke and it's helping to get that extra few percent then, yeah, it is a, yeah. it is a bit of a masterstroke.
0: The other thing is he's captain of his national team yeah. and I've never seen anyone criticise their captain more than the Netherlands do. <laughs> yeah. They literally bully Virgil van Dyke. He's your captain and all I ever hear is criticism of that man, even though they've got... I
2: think every nation does yeah. that, don't yeah, they? Yeah. Yeah, like Andy Robertson has that for, for, for Scotland. Scotland yeah. I don't see
0: it as much though, like professional yeah. football Unless it's Harry ex- Kane
3: and, and they just love you yeah, And obviously. don't forget Raphael van der Vaartan, absolutely. Yeah, yeah Wesley way like, uh, All, the all of them that, just that, that come out.
0: Um, so I also think him um, being captain of Liverpool, where he's literally adored, will help him as well because the, he, he has the the fans' support no matter what. That is the last
2: thing, and this is just you know we mentioned the, it is you know the other players around the Premier League, the other ones. Who, every year there's a new. So no, I mean, this guy is the best centre really half. it's the real deal. Yeah, yeah, Laporte. But it was I Laporte. Was Laporte. Was yeah. What's Laporte doing these days? Anyone? 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 But yeah, there's always a new one. But I, I, it feels a little bit like who gives a shit? Like you know, he, he's not in his prime anymore. So there's no point. At some point, he won't be at that level. He won't be able to be at that level. So, but so, gives a shit about everyone else? Just go and play your game and yeah. go and go and enjoy. It. I'm, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying uh, this version of Virgil Van Dijk so far. You know, the, I I had a a conversation with. Carragher and Neville last year about it and like that, you know I think it was Neville in particular they had some rumblings of like that type of centre half oh they don't last and all this kind of stuff like and you know you get it I think you get a little bit of that in the game of like when someone's that good and that loaded they kind of kind of want them to, to fail wait them. a little bit they
3: can't yeah. wait for them to come off the, the other side of the deal
2: yeah uh, we're going to talk about some more of the games. just want to get through some comments before we do um, right from the start 811 uh, uh, YT um, who's comments I'm certain will come up any moment uh, it says perfect timing just made some food and the goat Errol is here uh, happy <laughs> happy days uh, loved Redman TV um, and then uh, Lee Mitchell so much love for Errol
3: in the comments here Boss to see Errol on here uh, need to know where he got the hat do you know what it's um, me, me little brother it's one of his mates that he I went to school with He's like did his own little brand and stuff and put together to be honest the, the truth is I need the air doing you don't want to see what's under <laughs> the hat <laughs> so it's, it's hiding an awful set Madden's of braids things. at the minute yeah,
2: yeah and terrible. Tom Darby asks one of the obviously wrong questions I said is Edel's dad called Flint?" no and think yeah. about it because that would mean your dad yeah.
3: was called Flint, Flint Smith yeah. yeah which isn't but doesn't... you know who Edel Flynn is yeah 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 that's what uh, so yeah, oh yeah man. they've done it there. Yeah, it's
2: yeah, just got, I mean but... I know what you were going for there mate close but no cigar but you've just got it wrong on the internet in front of basically thousands of people but you know what sometimes you've got to shoot your shot you know you don't know <laughs> if something's funny or it works sometimes so you it until you put it out into the world Um yes right let's crack on with the game and then uh, we touched upon uh, our, um Giotta's celebration Dan um, I it was lovely I mean in all honesty I had no idea what he was doing at the time we were speculating was he so thirsty that he was (laughs) like the game's got to get on I'm not going to have time to have a drink after a celebration I'm just going to go and I'm going to go and hydrate Um, but obviously he ran over and he got the shirt I just just thought it was a a lovely moment really and it must have been thrown together pretty quickly you'd imagine but Mm. yeah you know this is these are forwards. Sounds stupid, but like forwards live for scoring goals and to actually have the wherewithal to not throw yourself into the cop and instead to stop and actually go and do that. I really I think it's about volumes to how much it meant to the, to the players. Yeah, the well Jota is the is the coolest forward we
1: own, essentially. Whether Darwin Nunes would have had the presence of mind to calm everything down and run <laughs> over the dugout is if we've got <laughs> spin on oh, the oh, <laughs> coach. <could have> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. I, it's a really nice Good gesture, and you're right. They wouldn't have had loads of time to put it together. No, Klopp spoke about he's never experienced any sort of build up to a game like that, neither of any of the players. So, credit to the players and the staff whoever it was came up with that idea because it never really crossed my mind obviously I knew what was going on and the Diaz stuff and knew all about that and obviously wasn't featuring but it never sort of never dawned on me that they might do something like that were they to win the game or score the first goal or whatever so credit to them for it and yeah really good show of sort of solidarity with Diaz I know Diaz was sort of all across social media later on appreciating the gesture essentially so yeah credit to them for it Um, and like I say Jota's Jota's calmness and the fact he scores a goal and it's just like it's like another day for him isn't it essentially scoring goals like so yeah he had the, the defensive mind and the the collection of force to go oh I know what I need to go and do now and he runs straight over but your dad did this morning he said the same but he had no idea what he was doing another Clifford doesn't yeah, need to talk that, that much <laughs> 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 wait
2: five minutes yeah, yeah. it was just again was just to kind of echo the sentiments really it's just nice you know and I and, I know it's the kind of thing the football is littered with these things football players do think about this you know Like they have messages underneath on shirts and all that kind of stuff like but you know it was just it speaks to we're going to do more on this in part two of course but yeah it just speaks to a bunch of players who are totally all bought in with,
3: with one another well that's it and I, I suggest it, especially with the, the foreign lads like they're millions of miles away from home some of these lads join you know what I mean and like Essentially, you lads, you become my family. Mm. You know what I mean? You're my adopted family where, you know, a brotherhood. said the forwards all have got, like, their little group, the defenders, you know, the the Holland lads will have that little clique, the lads that can speak Spanish. All those little things all, like, start to grow. What is that unity that you've all spoken about so far? And I just think they probably look at a situation like that, knowing that's happened millions of miles away from Liverpool and Anfield. And they're probably thinking, that could have been me. Now, obviously it's a horrendous incident of what's occurring, but something similar, it was, you know, I mentioned yesterday, it wasn't necessarily um, this type, but uh, when Alison lost his dad, Mm -hmm. very, very suddenly, or when Klopp lost, it was his mum, wasn't it, in COVID. Like those type of moments when those things happen that are unforeseen, it just like reinforces and that, that human element of things and just makes you puts everything back into focus. What are the important things all over again? And yet, this is a job, and yet I am lucky, but fucking hell like that's me mm. boy do you know what i mean and it, 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 it weighs i think it weighs heavy on them sometimes when they are everything they do is for their families mm. yeah you know the fact that they've been left third world countries so and, people like him yeah do you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah. they've left there like the man is of, of, of this world what he went and done back in his hometown and, and you know his home country and all stuff like that everything is because they know i am so lucky to have the opportunity in the platform that and that could be if they played for any top flight club it's yeah. not but when they do it within this dynamic and this particular setup obviously we're gonna have that bias that aspect of things but it does tend to mean more it rings the sound rings and echoes around the world that picture that image will have been shown from one side of the world to the other side and it just reinforces and highlights what liverpool football club is and the values and morals we stand for it's just not
2: a small point isn't it, as well it's it, i quite liked it was because Jota effectively plays because Diaz isn't there, yeah. Yeah. you know. Like so, uh, Jota played the played the full game right in, in midweek. In week, yeah. He probably wouldn't have started this game, so he's come in. He's effectively taken Diaz's shirt for the for the for the, day. For the game, you know, and uh, for him to be the one to do it. And you know, again, it's just you know it, it shows it. It just again, it shows a great feeling between the, between the players. Um, Darwin Nunes. Speaking of great feelings, <laughs> a man who gives us great feelings every single time he takes to the pitch right now. Um, Chloe Bloxham. Darwin. Nunes, Nunez was utterly Darwin Nunez in the first half. It was one of the most Darwin Nunez performances. I mean, I know that hitting the post of the day was was his like peak Darwin, <laughs> but he was just like a he was like a runaway freight train. He was just tearing after everything, causing constant problems, running in behind, battering shots at the goalie. You know, he was just he's he's an absolute joy. That I mean, the overhead kick, which is mentioned. miles over the bar. I mean, yeah. I, not many footballers who would try that get that as wrong as that and then not be greeted with just like chuckles of just again just pure joy from the car he's, he's just crazy.
0: yeah he is he's a, a player who I've never seen anyone laugh at anymore but still absolutely adore him like I'm usually laughing at opponents when they like miss and you know when they've like Anthony just volleying someone the other day because he's absolutely crap it's hilarious but Darwin Nunes is hilarious in a whole different fashion like he misses one on one chances and you laugh because there's like you should be furious but you laugh because Darwin Nunes, um he, he's fully bought in. Everything about him, he adores the club, he adores the fans. Every time he scores, he's you know Pat in the badge um, And yeah he's, he's a really good footballer I think we all knew Last season um, he'd, he'd take a step up Because last season He didn't, he, he wasn't awful You know He needed to calm himself Be a bit more composed um, And also You know Learn exactly what Jürgen Klopp wanted from him But he's now A year in And my word He looks a scary footballer um, I'm off the shoulder His all-round play He's just got so much better um, If If he needs to hold the ball up He will do it for yeah, uh, he chases after people in my favourite parts like when someone wins the ball off someone and he's sprinting about 30 yards to just get that ball back Um, yeah and he doesn't get his goal uh, but he's running behind that Salah feeds ultimately gets the goal because he's made the keeper make a save and the mm. keeper's paddy that's straight towards uh, a dangerous area as Jotter is so yeah another really great performance and he's one of the first names on the team sheet for me every single week he's
2: I've seen him mentioned as a comment here saying like I don't want him to be a novelty figure. It's uh, Monty Giallo there and he you know, obviously mentions the, the, the agent of chaos stuff I feel like we're saying that less mm. and it's not that he's less of an agent of chaos I think he's causing just as much chaos as, as ever really it, but he's scoring goals so it's not like I heard it mentioned at some point last year it was a bit Everton like yeah. this idea of this uh, guy who's just, yeah. who's just a bit of a character mm. and he's a bit mad but he doesn't score, doesn't score many goals it's like that's a very Everton thing to kind of celebrate someone being a bit a bit of a lunatic um, so I did love Duncan Ferguson so yeah, much. Exactly. Um, but he's actually had adding- the goals as well. He's having the goals and the assists. His all-round forward play mm. um, has been brilliant. To kind of expand on Chloe's point, we're fast approaching that point, where there's not a type of game that you wouldn't want Darwin Nunes leading the line for you.
1: And that's what's almost more pivotal than anything else for me. Goals and assists always felt like would come with Darwin. There's been frustrating moments as well, of course there mm. would, but he's always looked like somebody, particularly goals, who would who would get his fair share. But for me, it was his all-round football, which is why when Cody Gakpo came in, maybe through. Last season, he just felt like the answer because, albeit he might not have the pace or the raw power, or, or that he might not sort of get the numbers of a Nunes, he linked everything up so much better than Nunes. But now, but
2: Nunes... if you finish the season, if we've not watched any of pre-season because Darwin was really good in, in pre-season, of yeah. course. If you just finished last the last season, last game of the last season, and then started this, you'd be thinking Gapo's the man, and he's absolutely going to kick yeah. kick ass. He hasn't, no. But Darwin Nunes absolutely has.
1: He, he's made himself. He'll be. He's probably not the finished article just yet. I think that's it, But he's not too far removed from it, which is absolutely massive. And I think as well, Chloe mentioned and you mentioned sort of the overhead kick there, and the fact that he can just shrug that off. And I, I think last season, stuff like that and things not going his way necessarily really got to him. We've said it millions of times about him. He's a confidence player, and I think right now he's feeling himself, and he's feeling himself in a big way, which is why he's trying them sort of things. He knows. I how a pop of this. If it doesn't go in bothered yeah. whereas last year I felt like he was almost second guessing himself because there was so much pressure there was so much expectation on his shoulders coming in you know being the, the front man albeit he wasn't number nine at the time but being the front man for Liverpool and Haaland signed at the same time and the price tag and all that sort of stuff it was like it was all eating away at him but whatever's happened over the summer that's all been removed it's just gone and now he's like oh, I can just enjoy myself and play footer yeah I can he's, do that he's
0: scoring different types of goals I think I just said he didn't score no he scored a pouch's yeah. goal he scored a pouch's goal like a, that's a Diogo Jota goal that is where yeah. Diogo Jota Demand is goal. it's not yeah, yeah it's Aaron <laughs> Harland yeah. and that's the thing you know it's he's not just the running behind player get on the shoulder we've seen him do that midweek but it's the fact that he had the intelligence he's such an intelligent footballer when you watch him his movement's incredible actually um, and he, he does get a goal sorry I've just absolutely forgot that goal um, and it, it's I interpreted
2: it to mean he didn't get that first goal first one was yes there, the first yeah. one yes we'll um, say that
0: yeah, that, no, he, he didn't, um, but he, he made the keeper make the save. Um, but his second goal is is different and that's why I like it because it's so many string, it strings to his bow. He knows exactly, you know, what he can do and, and that's a, just get anything on it, put it in the back of the net. Um and yeah, I'm 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 getting excited because I'm seeing so many different styles of Darwin Nunes and what he can do, um, and his link-up play with Salah is incredible as well. Um, so yeah, looking forward to more of Darwin Nunes.
2: He's. Um... He's good. The numbers are there, all as well. This is the thing because I, I last season I think he started. Even obviously he has the suspension, which kind of derails him mm-hmm. a bit. He's had a couple of niggling injuries, but I still think of like the side Derby and he, he forced like a hell of a save out of uh, Jordan Pickford. He mm-hmm. smashes one towards the far top corner. I think it's in the first half you're taking those early shots on and what have you but the more that se- the season were I remember looking at the numbers last year there's a divide there's post there's pre-World Cup oh, Darwin and post-World Cup Darwin yeah. and post-World Cup Darwin was crap yeah, yeah, yeah. by by, his, by the standards we're looking for his overall numbers on the season are fine the like Mane level goal return from his mm. first campaign but you know Sadio Mane won play, Liverpool's player of the season that, that, that yeah. year round hasn't
3: he got more is it him that's got more assists for Salah, for Salah? Yeah. Mane ever did, that, yeah. that, that blew me away and he's yeah. been there for just over 12 <laughs> months I was like what? How? But he has, and that's to your point there, the link-up play that he's got with Saladay. And I think that was probably one of the things... That was more palatable last season, as you said. The post World Cup Darwin's numbers weren't great, but his link up with Salah, with those were the signs of the improvement. Yeah. And I think that was towards the back end of the season when I was starting to think, yeah, your your link up players, they're starting to get on on the wave with each other now. And yeah. that understanding, that's probably the you know the first part of that all the jigsaw for Darwin that needs to be pieced together. How do you play with the other forwards? Because in the Ben set setup, you was the, the you know the ball ended up with you whereas not always is the ball gonna end up with you in this Liverpool you've got two other guys either side of you that are equally as capable if not more capable on their day to do the job so how do you provide how do you turn into the provider the assistant for them and I think that was where you started to see signs last season but then I, I take the point of the preseason Darwin looked good. Yeah. I was shocked that Darwin wasn't really starting for yeah. as a because we he as as that's you know he's a he's a confidence player, starts the season for you you've got to strike out the iron top with Darwin. Like, if, if we're going to get 10 games out of him and he's going to run himself into the ground, it'd be great. I'd rather him do it now, and then as soon as he starts to be off the boil a little bit, then you bring in the gag pose. Be, because Cody looks a lot more like a simulator to the team anyway. Like he, he could be out for three or four games, then drop him back in, and you know what you're going to get. Whereas it's almost as if you need to get every ounce out of Darwin when the the going's good yeah. and at the minute he's just but again at the minute my opinion's changed even more because like we said you, you can't really look past putting him in the starting 11 at the minute because you know you're going to get that chaotic side of things that is just a joy to watch but you're starting to get an actual baller a footballer a professional that understands when to make the runs when to take the shot on when to try and beat a man when to hold the ball up all those other things which you just expect for your money shock, Yegan Yeah, Klopp improves footballer. Yeah. Like he's, he's,
2: honestly, it's like you think we've never seen a footballer improve on, in the, on the eight years of Jürgen Klopp like Kareen. He gets better every time he gets on on the pitch.
0: The, the biggest compliment I could give to Darwin Nunes is if Liverpool played the final tomorrow, I'd want him in my squad. I'd mm-hmm. want him leading the line. Wow. And if that was the end of last season, I'd say Kerdigakpo's leading yeah. my line. Yeah. Uh, if we were to play Manchester City tomorrow... Last season I'd have said, Oh, Cody Gakpo in the front line, protect it, keep the ball. Now it's outrageous Darwin Nunas instantly. He's
2: got ten goals and assists combined in all comps so far, six goals, four assists. Six hundred and forty seven minutes is ridiculous. That's a that's a you know, that's a absolutely stellar return. So obviously not got the. I think this is the total goal figures, the thing that catches the eye. Mm. So it's actually not. I mean, just, got, just to get his Premier League one up, it's, I think it's four and three in the Premier League. Um, but he makes shit happen. Yeah, yeah. But he also, but yeah, you're right. But he's only, he's played nine games in the Premier League. He's only started four. Mm. He's played 421 minutes and he's got seven goals and assists in that time. Again, his, his contribution on the pitch is phenomenal for the time that he's been on the pitch. And just sort of lastly, before we move on from him, the miss actually I think the other week is, is important because actually how you react to that is important yes. and the fact that basically he was devastated at the time. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the, the play's still going on. He's got his on his knees. He's not even looking at players. Like, <laughs> um, but he everyone laughed um, and yeah. his teammates took the piss oh, out of him and no oh, one oh, went oh, fucking oh, hell oh, down protein, what yeah. are you doing?
3: Yeah. You know the next day they took the piss out of him in saying that he goes into the canteen and then misses there on a big yeah. screen or something because you've got to but you've got to have like, thick skin and the people yeah. around you know, are right they're the right people to banter. you. Yeah. do you know what I mean? So you've, you've got to hold that Darwin. Do you know what I mean because you should have finished it but they're laughing because they can't believe everything you've done in that moment was absolutely brilliant yeah. it was so it was like oh was until just, the finish it, was, it, it
1: was, was skipping back people leaving people for dead leaves the keeper gives him the eyes and then it's the post I screamed
0: far too much for him to then go and hit the post <laughs> because he'd, he'd done one and I was like oh he's caught inside the fender. he then sat the goalkeeper down and I was like oh and then he just hit the post but and I was like oh, him, I think
2: people take his, his, his misses too personally honestly yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why people seem Ball to take football. it as a personal yeah. affront when he doesn't score. And it's like everyone needs him. To... There are people out there who need him to be Erling Haaland, mm. failing to take into account that he's an awkward looking fucker, too, yeah, by the yeah, way. Apropos yeah, yeah. like, I, 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 I of nothing, my son walked in the other day and I had the City United game on. And he went. That Harland doesn't have run weird, doesn't he? <laughs> you know
0: <what> I mean? <laughs> he's got
2: a clue, he's never watched a 90 minute football game in his life. Why does he even know that Ailing Harland runs weird? But he does, he does. He does. But it, but it's the thing about Darwin is that you just got to enjoy him. And the, the good thing for me is that still a small sample range, it's only just over a year, a year, a third from now mm. we've, we've had them all, year, a quarter. He, um, his numbers are all trending in the right way. Everything yeah. he does is starting to fit better and better and better. And the good thing is, it's also it's not all or nothing because again, look, Joss is the one who kicks the scoring off when he misses to the day, Gravenberch is there to yeah. Stick, yeah. stick it away. As long as we've got other lads, you know, we've been the Liverpool teams in, in previous years where you've got your one goal threat and if he's not firing, you're, you're in, in deep shit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that doesn't matter. But, we've got a, a very fertile environment for him to continue He's to gone from do.
3: being an enigma last season. There was too many question marks around the price tag, all the things, the comparisons. Mm. Now he's just an out-and-out problem but he's not an was problem he's yeah. a problem for everybody yeah. else that rocks up to Anfield or whatever we have to rock up to on whatever weekend and that's that's nice because you sit there and think it's just all about Salah now it's definitely not all about Salah anymore because you keep focused on him he'll punish you mm. you stay too focused on them two Jota Diaz Gakpo. someone of that front line is going to punish it you was at some the, point
2: I, 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 I paraphrase the old uh, expression of I have the left one don't get you and the right one will it was a Bobby the Brain and wrestler expression at the time for me anyway but and the Sadio Mane Salah Firmino stuff one is the left one don't get you the right one don't get you the middle one will get you yeah. whereas this is like if none of these three get you yeah, we've got three more lads on the bench who <laughs> are probably going to come and get you at some point and if not we've got like four lads who all play in rotation behind who are all likely to get it and it kind of leads us in 'cause I want to talk about so life. because I don't think we can go a week without talking about Sobers like Clo. Um why no reason why the so like loving shouldn't continue because he's absolutely magnificent. For the third goal, it was it was uh, Chris Page actually said it to me when we were walking back to the car, he was like you're not meant to play that pass with your wrong foot because I, I equated the closest I've seen in that quality was Shaqiri um, to Salah I think it was in the West Ham West absolutely magnificent yeah. and I still think the Shaqiri one's a better pass but ultimately it's he's on his wrong he's on his wrong foot he's not left footed he's got no right to be able to put that ball with that level of accuracy into that area of the pitch yeah the goalkeeper makes it a little bit of a, a hash of it of course but um, again it's just another example of Samba's life just being boss
0: yeah it it wasn't just that that like impressed me it was the fact that they've had a long throw and they've put quite a couple of bodies in the box there and him um, on the end ins- just on the edge of his box is chesting a ball down from the sky as if he's got loads of time as if there's not loads of opponents around him he has the awareness the composure to chest it and then to volley it and he's like yeah fuck it Salah will be somewhere up there somewhere in that Mm -hmm. direction um but the, the way he's like he's had the composure to bring the ball down had the composure to then do such an accurate pass he's put it so high up near that a goalkeeper and a, he's, he's made the ability for two people to actually not put a name on it and both come for it um, and he ultimately gets his assist but he was just, he's, he's just incredible every single game I see of him, he's incredible, Harvey Elliott came on, he moved to the left hand side, he's still just as good there, we know he's not we, we've always want him on the right hand side um, but on the left he, he, he was boss still, he's relentless it's just ridiculous, it's like the 90 sort of minute and he he's He's still chasing people down in the corner at the Annie Road end, and I'm like, You're 3 0 up, it's 90 shot of minutes, it's all right, lads. I just let them have the ball, Theo Luffy. Like, but no, he's got the desire. Um, and I think it was in the lead up to like Cody Gakpo's offside goal. Um, and it is pressing if he doesn't get the first man, he's pressing the second and the third and the fourth. He's relentless, uh, and there's so much to love about him. He knows exactly what to say. He's got an absolutely incredible mentality. Is Engine's ridiculous. The talent of the lad is is sublime. I know we, like, Jude Bellingham, incredible footballer, will win Ballon d'Ors, but Dominic Sobersly is is literally so talented. I'm not going to put them in the same bracket. Well, I'm going to throw you
2: all under the collective bus here and ask the question, because I think it was Carl... Said? It was Carl Tyre of the weekend who asked and said, like, I wouldn't swap. I know Bellingham's brilliant, but I wouldn't swap him for what Liverpool did instead in the transfer markets this summer hmm. oh, well, what we, we did
3: instead oh, or man. Man. Man, oh, man for man I'm not suggesting Bellingham I'm not saying
2: Bellingham for any of the the, the three Is or the just... four that we signed but I'm saying what what happened was we didn't hey. buy we, did, yeah. we didn't pursue you Bellingham yeah. and instead Liverpool ended up with McAllister sobers like uh, Graven Birch and, and Endo. Endo
3: yeah what do you reckon it's a, it's a no brainer for me given the fact that I can say that after 10 games knowing that Collectively, they've hit the ground running within safe hands. Flip that coin and you turn around and say, All right, we get Jude Bellingham within those 10 games. Him on his own could have got an injury. That then means you've gotten the whole season without Jude Bellingham, and, and we are back to inevitable square one, which is more misery. Us, <laughs> oh no, but it is, bro. I, I would be fuming out, be having meltdowns every week. Yeah, well, course, you that. know what you're going to get. Whereas we could say it now, hindsight like, 2028, we could say it now because it looks like, for all and purposes we've made the right decision are you about to shit on our collective <laughs> transfer business here
2: Dan well so
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> you bad man. listen, listen like Armidfield's boss McAllister's boss Sabozla is outstanding but- uh, Ryan Gravenberge is just incredible phenomenon Endo will be sound Jude Bellingham's a joke
0: yep yeah. absolute <laughs> I'm joke I'm in the same boat kids
1: joke I'm sorry kids joke like I get the injury thing but if my and all that he's an absolute <laughs> farce like, he, he won. He single-handedly won our classical weekend. Not What yeah. makes yep. as is phenomenal. Ridiculous. Loving to pieces. Ridiculous. But Jude Bellingham. but so this, sorry. But this sorry. is I, I'm Sorry. I'm sorry. And that's I'm sorry. I, you, I you're with. asking
0: based on uh, yeah, Jude Bellingham's Ten just years, 15 silly, years silly,
1: silly. And he can still buy other players after it. <laughs> <the>
0: Ballon d'Or <laughs> winner. Future Ballon d'Or winner. Kids and and I hear
3: that, but my, my thing is because I've seen the, obviously the El Clasico stuff the other day and I'm thinking, he just gets the license to just be Jude Belndam. It's all intensive as it looks like in, in that Majid side. You've got the quality. Go and be that guy. I don't think he gets that same licence. I don't know whether Dominic Sabo like, I, I just don't know I because don't obviously know he's God. not getting coached in the same way but I'm just like, when you come into Liverpool there is a way that Klopp wants you to see out his game plans and I'm not saying Jude couldn't see out the game plan but are you going to be that free-scoring player that you are from Madrid right he's now? 10 Madrid. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think there's, there's, there's got to be some slight tweak. Curtis Jones at the yeah. end
0: of last season was getting goals because he was given licence to go a little bit further forward yeah, true, true. and true. Drew Bellingham is possibly the best midfielder at a in those ca- positions. We have
2: to be careful here, because I don't want to end up like we're going like, no he's crap, that Bellingham. No one thinks Drew Bellingham's crap. He's brilliant. He's, he's, he's probably going to be the best, the best English player of his generation. And that's bear in mind, you know, just like Phil, Foden. Phil Foden's pretty good yeah. as well. And you know, Trent Alexander is a little bit older, but he's, you know, phenomenal. Best yeah. best in his position over the last five years in the world. I'm arguably the best of all time. Um, But can I also offer a counterpoint that La Liga is shit? Yes, please. Can we just make a that point? Shy, I, so, yeah. as much as Jude Bellingham is tearing it up for Real Madrid, and Real Madrid are a super club, and mm-hmm. it, it, somehow it, it elevates you more doing it in that all yeah. in the big white kit, and you're doing it. and Look, he's winning El Clasico. Great, he's won El Clasico. Barcelona are even more shite. Yeah. Um, but can I just can I ask a question? So, Jude Bellingham is the top goal scorer in the Liga right now, right? <laughs> With ten goals, can anyone tell me who the top goal, the second top goal scorer is? It's like individual yeah who's the second top oh. world scorer in, in you London.
0: please
2: fix
3: your brain, the Best second playing, Vinnie?
0: Vinnie yeah Vinicius yeah. oh <laughs>
2: Vinnie, Vinnie. I'd only recognise Vinnie if you said Vinnie oh. Jr oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah. like <laughs> I just like Vinnie, Vinnie Jones. Jones some ways um <laughs> Anton Griezmann is second to goal and you might go oh, "Yeah, oh, well Anton Griezmann's yeah. alright nah he's shite he's 32 years old and it, I'm sorry but he never reached he never reached the heights you know right. people loves Griezmann rubbish um, third top goal scorer Alvaro Morata yeah oh, remember wow. him wow, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a rubbish. throwback yeah. rubbish um, do you want to know who the top assist is in the uh, in La Liga it's not you Bellingham because he's scoring all their goals <laughs> Pedri Saul so, Oh, oh, yeah, remember so okay. yeah, no, the lad wasn't good enough to get in Chelsea's yeah, yeah. Chelsea team yeah, yeah, yeah. when he yeah, yeah, came on. Um, yeah, okay, just what does that make a, yeah. just does that make that it's point? Yeah, point. I think yeah, Bellingham was is tremendous, but I can agree with the point now. Now that uh, I think Edel's point of now that I've seen the lads that we've bought all play, and I know that there's a chance that because of how much ultimately it cost, Liverpool probably could have gone and done some other business. But if, for the simple question of if you, I wouldn't value swap for money. I'm sorry, I think Drew Bellingham's terrific, but there's I would I'm not swapping yeah. I'm not swapping Suboslay, mm-hmm. uh, and it's Mac- one. McAllister, yeah, and, and I don't even think we've seen McAllister play in his yeah. best position yet. Yeah, right by the way, yeah. so I think there's more to come from there. I wouldn't swap them three for Jude Bellingham, and I might be an idiot for saying that. No, it's not
3: like you, you, you. You take one man off the, you take one man in Bellingham, but you'd give those three. Imagine a I like going to City or a, a Granberg going to Arsenal this season. They're improving their team. Yeah. You taking three players that all of the top teams would have wanted, and they're on our books now I as well. Can't. So they're all brilliant, but mate.
0: I can't like I can't change like transfer them because now I've got a connection with those three players Mm. and I you know I would not sell them for anything um but also, I, I, like I dreamt about Jude Bellingham playing for Liverpool. I swear, maybe um, I, mean, I just happened. didn't get
3: too emotionally drawn into the Bellingham stuff. So I'm just a little bit more like, yeah, pff, mate, it is what it easy. is. Like, I, need, I need players that can come and do the job, and we've got them now. Yeah, so. We have. Yeah, we've boss.
0: got them. Yeah, I I've just st- still like Jude Bellingham.
2: A, a big wave to all the Anton Griezmann fans in the comments. By the way, I'm <laughs> sorry. But you railed a few pages. mate? <laughs> like, I must admit, I, was, I thought he'd been reborn a little bit. I thought, yeah, decent, brilliant. Well done. He's been reborn. As as a tier below top quality that he always was. Woo! Great. I, I I did like Atlantic, back at Atletico Madrid because what well, he failed elsewhere, I, like yeah. you know what I mean? Didn't see
3: said you not having Griezmann. I like no, I liked Griezmann but, to be fair. I I thought he was alright. Never top class. I reckon he could have been could have been yeah,
0: could yeah. have been great yeah. Yeah, he helped France win a World Cup
2: I'm, I'm sorry but I'm not having this fucking argument it's as well Like who I mean, really was their goalkeeper telling me Hugo Lloris is the best goalkeeper yeah. in the world not no. having it, not having it. Um, <laughs> Jude Bellingham I have by the way just not in replacement for the lads that Liverpool bought this summer um, <laughs> fuck it um, right very briefly before we have a break um, Mo Salah speaking of players who genuinely are top class and have proven it Um Dan mm. better for him actually, um yeah. you know he's had a couple of games off the boil, still managing to get on the you know get his his goal involvement um it wasn't an absolutely stellar Salah performance, but actually it's one of those things that worked out really well. He was better in the first half and is in his all round danger and playing causing problems, which because they kicked the other way, I saw that right in front of me on the cop. And I, I saw a lot of people saying, oh Salah was crap again. I think Chris even said it as well. But I um he's just a he's a menace. He's an absolute menace and then you'd have that with the goal ultimately. Like I know it's an, it's an open net that he scores in, but he's still like forty odd yards from goal and he hits it with his wrong foot and finishes it like it's nothing
1: Yeah. And what he does in the goal situation in particular to sort of address that is he creates that panic and that sort of the sheer fact that he's anywhere near the footy at that stage means the keeper absolutely shits the bed and the defender does likewise and Salah just benefits from it and lies passing to his vicinity is really good, but Salah just creates that danger and creates that what what if scenario and he he capitalizes on it and he does it really well. But I think it's a really intelligent performance from Salah actually because we've seen so much of his best work be in behind defenses, but that wasn't possible yesterday because Forrest was so deep in that 5-4-1 they really were the lowest of low blocks so Salah knew he wasn't going to get much joy doing that sort of stuff so what he did instead was he just held himself that little faction deeper and he does stuff like he does for the second goal that drag back and the pause of play that means all the defenders just go and then he plays the ball is absolute genius like the timing of that and the weight of the balls as Sir Bozlice in a byline I think is a really good performance from Salah overall a a lot better than his Merseyside Derby one which did absolutely stink the gaff out (laughs) despite his two goals this was a really good and like I said another mature performance and one whereby we said earlier as a collective Liverpool never really got out of second third gear whichever one you like and Salah was very much in that boat but if you can get Mohamed Salah doing that and still coming away with albeit the pre-assist but a big involvement in a goal and the goal sound happy days because we know we're going to get Mohamed Salah days where he's completely on song and he's tearing it up and he's absolutely unmanageable for the opponents if he's just fine and he's still coming away with those sort of numbers and accolades and happy days
0: he also could have got another assist because Darwin Nunes could have scored the goal so you know he's walking away with that but like you mentioned the the pre-assist for for Sabaslai for uh, Darwin Nunes it's it's class Um, and he gets doubled up on like everyone should know this like in the first half I was thinking to myself like he's being basically on the sideline the entire like we can't get him close enough to goal and he still manages to influence the game so much Mm -hmm. he gets his goal because once again he is just inevitable he just he's ridiculous um and i read a stat earlier that said he's actually having his best season at liverpool with expected goals and expected assists which is a joke when you think about that 17-18 season uh because that he was untouchable in Mm -hmm. um and you know what at the start of season i sat here and said yeah this is probably going to be the last the last season of mo salah in a liverpool shirt there is no way in hell liverpool can let mo salah go mm. at, on this form you have to give him whatever the hell he wants um so i'm interested to see how that goes Let's hope we all don't lose our minds on that one.
3: Uh, oh, we will you can guarantee that yeah. <laughs> um
2: I predicted at the start of the season that Salah's change of mentality was going to lead to him getting either a goal or an assist in every game this season, which is a stupid thing to say. But, um, if you just judge him on the Premier League so far in 10 appearances, there's only one game that he hasn't had a goal or an assist. And it's Tottenham Hotspur where he literally got an assist okay. for yeah. Luis Diaz and had it wrongfully not given by the officials. So he was cheated out of the he perfect record. Cheated or... out of it, of that record. Uh, he this... broke the,
0: well technically he broke the record, yes, he didn't he, if that goal would have like counted. Goal it was fifteen with Jamie Vardy mm. and him, and he would have broken it if the goal would have been given. And then he'd have been on sixteen, but then he had Luton as his next Premier League game we so call he's, the going,
3: being to on days. Oh, he's yeah. going to eat for days I, do you know what I think last season towards the back end I felt like Salah was really frustrated with not only the disappointment of how the season was going but I felt he almost got to a point which is probably rare for him as you mentioned before About if it's not one on the left the guy on the other side he almost got to a point where he was it's got to be me yeah because if it's not me we're not yeah. going to do it then those penalty misses happened and it's like right there's your bread and butter and then i think he even felt less than superhuman when he's missing pens and he's thinking well even if i can't do it then then what what good, what, what is this you know going to be almost very like he's resigned to the fact that oh well this is this is the new level and darwin was blown hot and cold Jota, in and out with injuries, Diaz just coming back, all those things, and it was just like, we've had so much expectation on you to be that talisman. It was like, well, how do I drag everybody else up to my level? Now it looks as if he's like, not about everyone being dragged up to my level, I've got players that I can play yeah. with again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't have to do it all on my own, so I can be the, 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 you know, the, the, creator for people, and I can enjoy it. I can make those runs. We, you know, we was discussing. It, and I said from the, from the derby game, I want to see him running at the, mm-hmm. at the vendors. But the last two games we've played in the Premier's not been the space to run into. Yeah. I said I had to. I sat here. I said I've got to reanalyze how I'm looking at why Salah's not running because it's not happened in just one game now. It's on a one off. It's happened a couple of times. So what's the what's the reason for him to not be making those runs? Ah because you not got the space to run into so what's he doing as a result now All right. well I'll work around the corners I'll do the the give and goes I'll do the 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 blind passes behind the corner anything like that something different that a defender's not expecting me to do just to give us an opportunity he's playing
2: like a like a Best in the world footballer sure. at the moment. And I was looking at like the players we've been we've been linked with as his replacements. Mm. Uh I was looking into like their overall stats and how they perform. Like FB has mm. got like last 365-day yeah. comparisons. And all the ones we've been linked with, it, it was actually shocking. Salah doesn't carry the ball anymore. Mm. He doesn't do long dribbles, he doesn't progressively carry the ball, he doesn't run with the ball. That's not his role. He picks the ball up on the right-hand corner of the penalty or the right flank does a Good couple of steps passes. gets past someone and whips the ball in, or gets himself a shooting opportunity or works himself into a decent situation he, it's Luis Diaz who does all the running the, the, the dribbling the ball carrying and Zobosla does it behind him uh, as well um, his game's changed and he's playing more like that you know, it's interesting he's overtaken Thierry Henry as the top European um. goal scorer in Premier League history and um, from a Premier League player, and he's, he's got more of that going for him now. You know, like more like, I'm just the best, I'm, I'm the best player on the pitch. So just let me, give me the ball and I'll make some magic yeah. happen. Absolutely love it. Um, we are going to take a break. Before we do, I've got one more comment on the uh, Bellingham stuff. Um, there Adam, Adam uh, Petricioni says Aspas dominates that league and couldn't take a corner for us. There you go. <laughs> you uh, know when you were asking us to name of the
1: top scorers, he was in my head the whole time. He's <laughs> literally <laughs> those, yeah. I wonder
2: if he's even in the, he's got some of the league. as his bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> um, right, so well, Alexander Sorloth Is it Alexander Sorloth The one who yeah. was at Palace. Was at Palace, well, Palace yeah. I mean, he's got, four, he's, he's got four goals in that league. Um, right, cool. Break time for us when we return. Uh, and we're going to cover some uh, other bits and pieces around Liverpool.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless
2: does. They charge you a lot.
1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Hey, welcome back. Yes, grab your Redman TV Christmas jumpers, which I don't know why we keep doing this every week. I go, we should have one on the set. Yeah, here we are. Uh, We don't. We will. Um, Limited edition, limited numbers, so grab one while you can. Um, Right, before we... Take a real, real hambrake turn into you know, re- a slightly more serious content. all. Where's
3: your, where's, where's your cap from? Oh, Four Seasons Caps. Yeah, just got the message down over there. So, <laughs> 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 I didn't realize you were going to ask me name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, just let them know. So, yeah, Four Seasons Cap, you can find them on Instagram.
2: Go right. do the thing. There you go. Um, right, okay, so look. Uh, I'm going to try carefully on this one I'm going to take my time to make sure I wear this right as we introduce this this segment what we've seen uh, in the last few weeks is a number of instances of Liverpool stewards and inside and outside the ground of Liverpool removing flags so we saw a big thing last week where a lad wearing a, a, a pro-Palestine hoodie was asked to remove it and, and and had his flags taken off him and then was sent back to his seat in just a t-shirt in winter which, which seems stupid to me seems a little bit inhuman all told um, now I saw a lot of talk about that but we've also received a number of emails because ultimately we, we do we get lots of people contact us over all kinds of things on a daily basis but um, that apparently uh, the week before uh, there was a, a, a banner put up that was in memory of four Israeli Liverpool fans who'd been killed in the Hamas attacks, uh, and they were asked to take that down. And that was also at the same time where the, there was the, was it God save the, or save the people of Gaza? For was, God's sake, save Gaza, God I think it said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was on the front, and apparently there'd been Palestine flags up in the cop. Again, I, I hadn't seen them. I did see that that the, the black banner on the front. Um, and what I wanted to kind of expand this out with, without pitching into it, first and foremost, what it kind of showed me is that there's this just it's it's so raw and emotional on both sides that I can understand that there's a predicament that comes around this. Um, but we've also seen this kind of expanded so. I noticed it at the weekend, so I went in the turnstile with Chris and Chloe on one side of the cop, and I was just videoing intro me intro sure to be vlog. And one of the stewards said to me, "Can you unzip your jacket before I went in?" And no one ever asked me to do that. Um, so I was like, "Oh, sorry, why, what's this for?" And she said, "We've been asked to uh, basically check the clothing of anyone who's been see- who seem to be filming themselves around the ground because we're on the watch out for stop oil." protesters which if I'd heard that in isolation from the stuff that I've seen over the last week or two I'd have taken that at face value but ultimately I thought that okay that's a perfectly legitimate thing if you're going down that route but I'm not I'm pretty sure that's not why why it was being done and uh, we've also seen craftsmen of the cop um, I've had his Witaro endo flags. So we put this up. He had a little trouble with it the week in the midweek, I think, but he put a tweet out saying my endo banner has been confiscated on the way into turnstile yesterday. Uh, and by a steward, blah, blah, blah. Um, he says the FA had issued a blanket ban on nationalistic flags at all stadia, uh, which isn't. That's my knowledge. Isn't the case? At uh, least of all, because Forrest had a couple of English flags up uh, in the in the other end, mm. and we've seen a few other people have made mentions of it. So there's a guy who had a Costas um one up that was um, that was asked <laughs> to be removed because it had the Greek flag on it as well. Columbia <laughs> flag yesterday as well. I think a Colombian, a Colombian flag, flag was yesterday. was taken down. Dan, it's just I don't know. It, it's a mess, you mm-hmm. know, at, at the moment, and it, it feels like rather than address it. Pro, like kind of directly, they're going for a blanket approach, mm-hmm. which I don't know. For me, I'm I'm empathetic to this to the situation because no matter what side you come out, there's going to be people hurt on the other side. I mean, we were sent an email of a, of a video of um one of the funerals of one of the Israeli Liverpool fans, and it was heartbreaking. It was it was. Israeli people saying I can't support I don't think I can continue to support the club because they haven't come out in criticism of the of of, of Hamas and and what have you we've also got people coming out you know, obviously incredibly pro-Palestine and what have you Liverpool are in a, a very awkward situation with this mm-hmm. but the problem is with the knock-on of impact you're ending up with lots of really weird sort of knock-on knock-on effects like the things we've discussed like Colombian flags not being allowed when Luis Diaz's parents have been kidnapped you know?
1: well, well precisely yeah, and it has become a mess because for, for lots of different reasons, because they haven't come out and strictly said carte blanche, this is what you can and can't do. This is what you can and can't bring to the stadium. Therefore, you've got people turning up, like yesterday, with Colombian flag, with a Japanese flag, completely, you know, off topic from the bigger picture here, which obviously the Israeli and the Palestine stuff going on. And they've had them taken off them and they're wondering why. And then they've been told, like you mentioned there, the FA have, have sort of levied this. This um, law jurisdiction that you can't do it anymore and then you've got examples of it going on in the way way. whether Liverpool have jurisdiction over that is a different question you would imagine so with it being Anfield and then Arsenal I think also they've got their Tem- Tomiyasu flag the Japanese one that's perfectly fine to be there that's the their they game so it's become really really messy um, it really has and I almost I understand Liverpool not wanting to go or pick a side essentially because as you mentioned yeah, I, you've had emails I've had countless sort of DMs Um, on on Men Channel saying you need to do this for this or that for that and it's actually been a week of it because there's been a lot going on obviously we had the Paul McHugh stuff yesterday as well there's been loads going on this week it's been a really sort of sad week for these sorts of events unfortunately nobody ever likes this but it seems to have all come along at once and what Liverpool have have done and the stance Liverpool have taken and, and where it sort of fell flat is like I mentioned is the fact they haven't Come out and give any sort of hard line on it. So, therefore, nobody truly understands what they can and can't do. And people, I I seen yesterday, there was somebody on on Twitter trying to sort of really raise awareness and sort of get an emotion going about the Palestine flags. And they tried to raise money and all that sort of stuff and get a big thing going. And I think there was handfuls of it from what I I remember seeing. But it's it's so, so tricky. It's so, so treacherous as well from a club's perspective. It really is. But I don't think they've handled it particularly well, personally, because as we've mentioned there, they've got Colombian flags getting taken. I mean, it doesn't make any sense at that point, yeah. does it?
2: And when you start also determining what you can't, people can and can't do on the cop, you're on a slippery slope. Liverpool's are, are more than most clubs in this country. Ones who are happy, you know, if, if there's a cause will put it on there and exactly, it's yeah. you know people say about I like, keep politics out of football We don't keep politics oh, out of football yeah, you know Jeremy yeah. Corbyn's had his face on the cop you know what I mean that's yeah. that's that's, that's how it is so. okay cop the, the craftsman of the cop we made a documentary about this guy he's a brilliant fella you know he's is a, he's, a, <clears throat> he's literally craftsman of in, in creating banners He put this out, so I haven't verified this, but this is what he says is the guidance issued by the club was said that it said that apparently, in addition to Anfield's longstanding flag policy and following consultation with security and safety experts, it's been determined that Israeli and Palestinian flags should not be permitted to be displayed at football matches for the foreseeable future. And the same approach can be applied to other displays, banners, clothing or scarves identified as pro-Israeli or pro-Palestinian or related to the current crisis. Go on, Edel. I
3: oh, want to be that guy. That's a cop out. I'm sorry, it is. Because I think you said you mentioned Arsenal then. Mm. I think, and what you were saying there about obviously the Jerry Club, we are one of a handful of clubs in this country. Did you see what Celtic did? Yes. Yeah. The other day, mm-hmm. for, for, for for obviously for Palestine, for the conflict. Like the conflict is happening geographically where the conflict is happening. There is no winner. We as the human race are fucking failing. No. Like there is no winner in that in, in, in that at all. I keep hearing people say, I haven't got a horse in the race so I, I can talk. We've all got a horse in the race because we all breathe and, and live the same oxygen, the same air. We live on the same planet. We've got to share this space. Liverpool as a football club is one of those handfuls where we are more of a pol- there is a more of a political element to our history, our tradition, all those things in the fabric and our DNA. So the you will have people that will want to see us as an ally as from the clubs. not necessarily the, oh, yeah. the club, but like the community, the Liverpool spirit, and, and and it's that and it's it's feeling a little bit let down that. A club that is so used to black lives matter or whatever it, whatever it is right we're gonna we're gonna make a statement we're gonna go out the players are gonna do x y and z and they're gonna make demonstrations you know the incident with with russia and ukraine and i think like there are levels well to the it. Ukrainian
2: stuff's the thing that's been most ca- often is mentioned is like Liverpool yeah. are selling merchandise with the Ukrainian flag on it and you know for the that kind of stand support the was
0: literally lit up in the Ukrainian flag yeah. every you single you know the, the Liver
3: building or St George's or all, all these things and it's like get, that, that, they're bigger issues because you, you you know you're on another level of where the, the the conversation needs to be held as opposed to it being like a football institutional thing but when you just silo it and look directly at Liverpool Football Club Liverpool you see what Mo Salah did mm. He's tap into his PR people that spoke so eloquently and allowed him to articulate himself in such a genuine and authentic and true to himself way and say alright let's do that on scale
2: well the problem is and just this is why I, just to kind of wrap this up because you know what I I I actually had an email about that saying, because we'd spoken about Salah's video that he, Same, that he yeah. put out and said, actually, we thought it was actually quite nice to talk about the humanitarian side of things. Think That's of it, it from a people's perspective, not uh, not the top line people, not the people who are in charge making the decisions, talk about the people. And someone t- said that uh, that it was disgusting that we'd come out in support of Muhammad Salah saying that because everything should be prefaced with a, a point of condemning the no. a, these, these sorts of actions, and this is and that's again, problem. this is the this is the problem, and why everyone has to tread incredibly unkindly. It's it's this is the problem with actually when you can't even come out and say something as baseline human as, wouldn't it be great if we could all just stop killing each other yeah, for different yeah. a, for ideologies? Yeah. You know what I mean, or over books, or over flags, or over arbitrary <laughs> things oh. that were created by people long before we were ever born are determining whether we live or we get to live or die. You know what I mean? That's that's where it becomes. That's why that for me uh, exemplifies why the whole situation is a mess. So I have em- empathy, for Liverpool in this because you know the, the, the if you between go, a rock and a hard place. Because for ev- if you go with one, there's going to be outrage or hate on on the on the other side, mm-hmm. and that that's something that I've really struggled but, to kind of put down. I don't. I am not an expert enough in it for me to be able to 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 want to publicly weigh in. Yeah. You know, I have my I have my suspicions, but I, again, it's, you, the point is people empathize with liverpool because of that politicization of the idea of being down sodden and standing up yeah. but i've seen people on both sides of this conflict message me and tell me that's why they love liverpool mm-hmm. and that's why liverpool should 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 stand up in them in return and that's why it's the whole thing is a, the holding is a is an absolute mess um but yeah i didn't want to feel like it, what we, we didn't see this kind of stuff and mm-hmm. um, we do it's 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 horrible, but I don't like I don't I haven't liked the treatment I've seen of some people in regard to this, yeah. and it's having a knock on effect that is a concern, you know, beyond all of this kind of stuff as well. Of when we it's start to tell, flow, yeah, yeah, you know, you start to say, well, actually, we don't really like this and we don't really like that. You then start to neuter the impact of our our, our voice. You know, Liverpool have used that voice for really Liverpool fans have used that voice for really positive causes over the years, and um, so yeah, it needs to be uh, be needs to be careful with that, right to handbrake off back to another another thing uh, let's talk about let's just get back to talking about the um, about Liverpool for a, for a few bits before we, ra- we wrap up um, we've hinted upon it already Clo. in terms of the unity of the squad um, I put a video clip out from Darwin Nunes' um, miss and ultimately Gravenbert's goal the other week um, I've seen this starting to creep into the Liverpool players they love each other they really do this squad are totally bought in and, and as much as I, I loved you the one who put you had the, the clearer clip of Darwin kicking stones because he was clearly winding him up for the miss and he booted him he basically booted him up the arse and he went and jogged on but actually in the midst of all that you've got Harvey Elliott and Ryan Gravenberch sharing this just big smiley hug I mean, these are lads who are basically competing for one space in the Liverpool side at this point. You've got Curtis Jones and Lies relationship looks absolutely amazing. They're all just bought in. It's it's honestly rebirthing my love for this Liverpool. Klopp's rebirthing the team. He's trying to get a new bunch of players in, but actually I'm feeling, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling my love going in the same direction as well.
0: That That's the thing about this Liverpool side. Um, they are so easy to adore. There's not a single player who I don't fully love in this team. Um, I can get behind every single one of them I can support every single one of them Um, and the it's a thing that not a lot of clubs can say I mean I saw someone on Twitter the other day say the Man United have a single player who, like- who their fan base can actually fully love and it's like you go through every single position and every single positions you know sub and it's like no I, I love them i love them i love them um and it's great that they have this bond because we've seen it with liverpool sides you're going up against the machine in in manchester city you need to get to get as many boosts and as many advantages as possible and this is one of them is bringing everyone together everyone in the squad knows that they're so important and they need Curtis Jones you've been out the squad because you've had a red card like that was your position three games ago but you got a red card that's the only reason and when you're not playing whether it's due to injuries or something horrific that no one could ever imagine like what Luis Diaz is going through I mean look at what Jota did Jota would never have wanted that position he wasn't supposed to start he knew he wasn't supposed to start he said he came out and said the only reason I started was because of this situation with Luis Diaz and that held on to me and that made me it gave me the feeling of I'm going to score today and I'm going to score for him and that's what you love to see Uh, backing each other up supporting each other knowing that I mean Costasty the week he went he he was asked about Robertson he was like I, I don't want him to get injured. I didn't, like That's that's not gave me an advantage. It's got me in the team, but I, I don't want it. I'd rather he was here and we were fighting tooth and nail and we were really supporting each other and we were challenging each other. And that's what you want. You want the, ch- the side that you push each other, you challenge each other, but you also want it. OK, well, Curtis Jones has won this position over me from the start. Let's fully support him, back him, watch him do great, and then it's my turn. Um, and, and that's the thing about this Liverpool side. There's There's not a single player who I don't adore, and no matter the lineup no matter who's playing i sit there and i'm like i'm confident i'm like yeah you know what if curtis jones is in there instead of Gravenberge boss if harvey elliott's in there boss like there's so many positions in which i I don't care who starts i'm just excited to see them um and we've got so many superstars who you know have got so such a long future with us who can be absolute world class um so yeah i'm I'm absolutely loving it and also the mentality is there i mean so i was like the other day i am being asked what can we win and he said everything mm. What what, what, what do you mean the, what can listed, we win listed the competitions exactly um, and I love that I, I literally love everything about Jürgen Klopp and what he's created I mean Lazar
2: Markovic came in and said I've won a trophy in every season I've been a professional so I don't see any reason why we can't carry that on at Liverpool but you know so uh, I'll, I'll, um, let's just I go and do it first I but, don't remember that. but no I know uh, no one does um, as <laughs> we've, all, we've all expunged it from our <laughs> memories particularly his career at Liverpool um but it goes I just yeah everything that Chloe said there, Errol the the Liverpool and the Jürgen Klopp that we've fallen in love with you could ask any Liverpool fan who their favourite player is and the odds of them saying the same one are nothing like what they were 10 years prior to that where it was largely it would be Carragher Gerrard or or Torres or Fowler and you know Fowler and whatever you know you could pick, you know, lots of people with bobby shirts on or,
3: or with that virtual of, or or, you know, countless others. It feels like we're, we're in danger of having that again. No, well, certainly, and we've got a, a strictly no dickhead policy A Yeah. Like, That's what
1: it boils down to.
3: No, real yeah. talk, like it genuinely does. Like, you mentioned the Man you comparison. Then littered with them, yeah. littered with egos, littered with "I am Mister," "I am Mister." Manu, someone that thinks, "Oh, I am the you know the the heir apparent to, to Ronaldo's throne from Portugal." All these characters that just spoils it. And the thing is, you only need a couple to really ruin the wider team. Man, you've got like like mold from the ground right through to your attic. Like it is terrible. We had where a new build. That since and we've had to do a rebuild. You know what I mean? We just put a new conservatory on the back, a little extension on the side, and we're absolutely flying all over again. The surveyors come round and he's looking his lips, thinking, "Yeah, the value of this team right now we're using that is going through the roof because we've we've built it." We and it takes like to have that football Nike in that eye. We've got great scouts that have gone out and done their homework and more often than not, they've got the players right. But we've they've never dropped the ball with the person there might be one that you can think of or two in, in, in eight years nearly where you think mm, really with the right profile for us but as soon as Klopp's had that in, he's got them out and he hasn't got them out in a way that's like you know they've been exiled and it's, it's just it's it's causing disruption to the squad. Well, and we, stuff the like ones that like that, yeah, yeah, he was the one. But like, even that was dealt with. Yeah. It was done within a space. And
0: also, it wasn't like it was a Jurgen Klopp purchase. Exactly. He was already yeah, there. Well, was in terms really of the just,
3: personality, yeah. and the
1: attitude, and he's had trouble as well last week, didn't he? I seen he was a fighting the yeah. manager last week. It yeah, so yeah. turned yeah. out he might have been spot on. But to, to the point that all that all comes down to Klopp because yeah. it takes the people in the back room to spot them as a player, but then Klopp meets them, that's them the eyes as well, and what they like as a person, the family life, all that that sort of stuff and that's what's so integral because that leads to that no dickhead policy that you mentioned and that all stems into the fact that we have this unity this togetherness this bond and to Chloe's point as well that when you are going up against a juggernaut like Manchester City you need every single bit of percentage you can get and ours our unique sort of USP if you like is the fact that we just love each other and we're going to do go to the well and support each other to the nth degree and that again boils down to Klopp picking the right people and people have question marks about Graven Burch and his sort of attitude and his personality because of what happened by Munich but mm. Klopp trusted him Klopp's obviously met him and gone No, nah, I'm, I'm backing this lad he just needs the right coaching the right nurturing and I'm the guy to do and it and look y- what's happening
3: you said the other day as well They gambled on him because we might not have needed another, a third eight but we needed him him as a person yeah, as exactly. a person we yeah. need that person that profile and we can still work with what he's got and all of his other traits uh, and, we'll, and we'll find it and we'll make it work and I think that, it, it sets us apart from said, the cities and what they've got in their operations. sets us apart from the Man U. It's almost the point of what the likes of Mikel Arteta has tried to adopt for his arsenal. There's a, I, I see him as trying to get the perfect, strike the perfect balance between being City and being where Liverpool were at their very best when they was going toe-to-toe. How can I extract the best from what I experienced at City with all the things that I and Pep admired with the Liverpool camp and try and gel them mm-hmm. together here at Arsenal. So you've got other managers and other teams looking for the examples of, well, how do I get that unity? How do I get that spirit? How do I get, not as to just be a cliche and a throwaway term, mentality monsters, but how do I get my lads to have that level of mentality where not only are they running through brick walls for me as the gaffer, but they're not leaving any man left behind in terms of the lads that they're going arm to arm with. Like, they'll be in the trenches and and... Not having more from our perspective of last year. We was in the trenches, we was in the mud from our own standards and it was hard, but only through going through that adversity and having those new faces as well. I think it was something that I heard about Sarah, like, every now and again, he might not have needed a new world beater or something, but he just get new faces in the mix mm. just so it freshens things up. Yeah. You can have new rapport, you can have build new chemistry with people, might bring the best out of somebody else in a different area of the pitch. All those things matter and we just seem to we navigate that intangible space so well that it almost becomes tangible. There's
2: something refreshing about just bringing new skills in of someone coming in and going have you seen this oh no I haven't mm. you know there's a the thing where you've seen it all You've been. Oh, ha- ha-, there's a general undercutting of the level because it becomes hard to judge where you're at oh, when you yeah. see the same lads day in day out and maybe they've all reached their peak it's hard to know when it's then slipping because if it, if it happens collectively across the board you won't be able to you won't be able <laughs> yeah. to recognise it and all of a sudden you're bringing in fresh fresh positivity fresh enthusiasm and actual technical abilities because again just look at Gavin Birch and Sobber's we haven't owned footballers like that you know I've seen a lot of people saying Gavin Bates is like genie no
0: he's better I'm it's saying better,
2: better. Look, we're talking about a guy who was an integral part of the one of the best midfield or best teams that Liverpool have ever had. So that will come in time. But there's a skill set that he brings. How he is on the ball, he's Genie combined with Thiago the way from what I've seen yeah, so far. You know, yeah, yeah,
3: Torres as well. Oh, I mean.
2: You know, so I was like, we, are, and we certainly." You know, he's got the engine, that Jordan Henderson, had, but he's got additional technical attributes yeah. on, on top. This is um, it's refreshing from all from all angles, really. Go on, go on.
0: The other thing is that these players haven't heard this message before. we've not heard it from Jürgen Klopp our players have heard maybe different versions of the same message from Jürgen Klopp over and over and over again and the difference between Jürgen Klopp and Michael Arteta is that Arteta seems a really good manager like a coach He, he wraps his arms around players but he he, he struggles to make the really hard decisions because he doesn't want to upset players exactly. Jürgen Klopp doesn't do that because Jürgen Klopp will make that decision but still make you give everything it was like you, you just mentioned Gini Wijnaldum there he, to, he he benched Gini Wijnaldum for that Barca game and Gini Wijnaldum rose to the bait and went when I'm coming on that pitch you're going to watch me and I don't think that, that's what Jürgen Klopp's so good at he's got both sides he's the dad he's your you know like he puts a, a hand a, a, an arm around you he's he evolves you into being a superstar he's there for it all he's someone you can go to and talk to anything about but on the other side when he comes to make hard decisions and hard realities he's also there and he'll tell you um and he won't sugarcoat it he'll tell you if you've been crap and he'll be he'll still be able to get the best out of you by doing that um and like you just mentioned there he's he's a world-class manager but he's also a world-class man and he doesn't let people who think they're bigger than the club come to
2: Liverpool take and the that there's an honesty to the, to the playing squads about mm. that like when someone's not pulling it they'll say there's a problem they'll say but they don't then then Get annoyed about it, and that's a bit of an issue. Sometimes when you have these like world class players, you've been there and done it all. It can go the wrong way when all of a sudden you're trying to refresh that squad. They like, look at like um, Ronaldo at Man United. So you know they, we spoke about him in the second the second coming of Ronaldo, and they said his like, standards were so high. But actually, when people weren't meeting that standards, you got to cob on with them yeah. instead of dragging them up with them. And that's a real danger. Somehow, sometimes was actually the new lads have come in again because of the no dickheads policy because they've got the right. Personalities in these lads have all come in, and as long as they come in and work the socks off, then that's that's your base, you know, your entry level. That's what you've got to be just to be able to walk in the door. Mm-hmm. You don't get to set foot on that A team training pitch at the exit unless your work rate is up here. And, your technical ability will follow, yeah. But as long as you give, you give your absolute all and you'll pull in the right direction, then everything else
3: can change. Trend that in The lactate
2: test, we've seen that in the summer, by the
1: way, And so was like, pissed, the lactate test it was a big deal. All the players, like, look at this kid run. And mm-hmm. like, that's a big thing at other clubs and feel like, but because he runs forever, everyone's like, Wow, this guy's boss. You <laughs> know what I mean? Straight away you're
3: in, aren't you? You know, it's it's interesting. And I think Trent said it again. Um was it Chambers? Was, there, was it the chambers? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And he, you know, he was like since he's come into the setup, like his attitude and and, and how he's been in there, I think. It's mm-hmm. that, like you said there. That's the entry level. Like, we're not expecting you to come in and fill Simmercaster's boots or Roberson's boots or be anywhere near that level of ability. But you come in, you work hard, you graft, you, you know, you you follow the lead of the enjoy experience. Well. Yeah, you follow the lead of the experienced people. You enjoy it and you make an impact when you get the opportunity to make an impact. And you, you're you're on the right path to be with one of us. Yeah. And I think that's it. And uh, I said the other day, and someone laughed and in one of the YouTube comments. I was like. Klopp is like the like the the mother hen, and they all just follow his lead. Mm. Wherever he goes, they're all prepared to just follow. And it, it is and right now, like the the rebuild. He looks, he looks five years younger. Yeah, which which is mad. But he does. He looks like he's got that energy about him all over again. And I don't see why and you don't just stick around for another five, ten, maybe, you know what I mean?
2: Absolutely. Um, just very briefly, um, Enzo's the sort of one, you know, we, we talked about earlier on in the show about how, you know, the 4 that we bought and we wouldn't swap probably the 3, you know what I mean, when we're talking about Bellingham, but I actually quite like the fact that Endo just looks like he's slowly settling in, you know, yep. I'm not expecting him to be right. the Plus DM for the next 5 years, but I also... I want to. I wanted to see us getting more of a tune out of him. I think the last week we've seen that now, you know, or at least the the raising of his level. I know. And again, go back to that policy. He's clearly the right mentality. He's got the right. attitude. He's got the right experience. Can his legs actually get him up to a point where he can be a consistently useful football for Liverpool? Remains to be seen. But every time he takes the field now, I get closer to going. Okay, yeah, fine. You know, and I don't. No, we don't need him to be that. He's not. he's never going to be the best player on the planet in that position for us. He's not going to be the next Rodri, you know what I mean? But um, again, I just feel so much more assured because actually for a because everyone else is pulling the weight and it allows him a little bit more time that everyone else is hit the ground running. Actually, I thought McAllister's best game at DM came at the weekend yeah, against yeah, Forest yeah. as well. Um, Gavin Birch is going from strength to strength. Sobber's has like, been brilliant since moment one almost of walking into yeah.
3: the side. All very encouraging things. Um, he came out the womb in a pair of prads, didn't he? <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: <laughs> he just absolutely. Did. Um, Signed by Stevie G. You know I mean? <laughs> uh,
2: David John, who's one of our YouTube members, uh, sent in the chat, Is loving this today, especially Errol. Little today. Um, he really suits this format. Have you been like priming the comments? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I loaded them all <laughs> yesterday. I'm Back on the studio, let, let me back in, guys. I'm on the podcast tomorrow. Could you just all turn up for this one? That'd be great. See, Not, for us, boys and Not that I don't think you've been great as well, Errol, by I the way. I appreciate but, it. Um, Right, sound. Uh, we're going to be doing more fussy chat, pretty much. no, well, not quite straight from this. We're going to go to the toilet and make a cup of tea. Um, but we will be doing the biased football podcast over on RedmanPlus.com dot com um, this week. You know what we're talking about.
0: United. We're talking about how crap Man
2: United are. Oh, yes. We're going to be talking about the fallout from um, Super Sunday, uh, which saw Kara and Neville going at it once again. It's all the Glazers' faults, by the way. Mm. Let's yeah. work out whether that's the case. Um, we're going to talk about Anthony. We're going to talk about t- can Ten Hag still be Man United manager come Christmas? Uh, and we'll have a little laugh at Chelsea while we're at it as well. So, yeah, come and join us over on com If you use the code BIASED, B I A, S-E-D mm-hmm. uh, you're going to get it for half price uh, for two months so yeah go over there use that code on our Captain monthly subscription get it for half price join us live uh, and yeah we're going to have a very 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 good end to the afternoon with that one we hope to see you there uh, thank you so much to the team thank you so much for everyone's watching and uh, I've done it on social media but yeah Tom Dutton left his final Ooh. day at the uh, Redmen was yesterday um, yeah best wishes to Tom Dutton Black tea. Tom will be missed uh, but I'm sure he's going to go on to big things so if anyone's got any message of positivity Uh, check out the post we put out on Twitter and send some love to Tom, that'll be great Uh, thank you so much for watching, for listening Uh, and for supporting an absolutely amazing football team you've made a great choice see you soon,
0: why don't more infant formula companies
2: use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim Hmm. why don't more infant formula companies
0: use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials